Welcome to See It Our Way, a student-run podcast from the Foundation for Blind Children's Adult Services Comprehensive Program, located in Phoenix, Arizona. Our goal is for listeners to see it our way and learn about journeys through life with low vision and blindness. This podcast hopes to raise awareness and help listeners understand how we go about our daily lives during and after vision loss. You will hear stories of hope and perseverance, creating a conversation about how life with vision loss is not worse, just different. Hello and welcome to episode four of See It Our Way, a podcast from the Foundation for Blind Children's Adult Services Program. I'm your host, Matthew Bullis, and we have Angel, Terry, Debbie, and James here today. And the topic we want to focus on is a student's journey and their graduation. And so as Angel approaches graduation, we'd like to have a discussion about the entire journey, your classes, and your feelings overall. Well, thank you for having me here, Terry. Ah, guys. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. And now it's time to say goodbye. Right? It's time to say goodbye to you, Angel. So, Hello, Angel. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it in all? I'm kind of scared, but I feel very proud of the work that I put in, and it's been a very long road here. <laughs> at least it feels that way, but at the same time, it kind of feels like I just walked in here yesterday, and now I'm done. How long did it take you to complete the course? Uh, about seven and a half months. What will be weird is Monday when you wake up. Well, where, am I supposed to go? Where, where am I supposed to <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, life after you have to on Monday. Mm-hmm. You can only walk your dog so much. That's very true. <laughs> now that I look back on it, especially my first day in, interaction is definitely different. The first day, I was really hesitant about meeting you guys. I was really hesitant about going into the lunchroom and breaking bread with you guys. I was not comfortable with it because I felt like there wasn't anybody in my position as far as age range goes that could relate to what was happening because it's very different, especially you, Terry. When I first met you, I was like, wow, all right. An old, old man. <laughs> not, not, not only that, He's but... older than my grandpa. <laughs> I was like, okay, these are a different type of people. These are people I'm not used to. Hey, old people, that's what you said in your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not only that, but I really had to be, I had to respect the fact that I really didn't know the type of person you were. You didn't know we was going to be cool old people. You thought we were going to be grouchy old people. Yes. Uh, yes, you, you said it we exactly were be right. Standoffish and in our own world, like the millennials, or what? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but no, that subsided the second we started talking, and we all kind of realized like we're on the same sort of level. And now every time somebody sees us in the hallway, it's like, oh man, here come the three musketeers, <laughs> causing trouble. Three amigos. Yes. <laughs> I grew up around adults. I didn't grow up around kids my own age, so it was a much easier thing to just slide into and be more comfortable with the fact that I am around adults. Mm-hmm. I have adult friends now, not, yeah. not... Adults telling you what to do. Yes, or having kid friends. And not saying that that's bad, no, no. but there's such a significant difference from when I first started here. I was uncomfortable being the only young person here as far as students go. And now it's like, I'm comfortable and I don't care how old these guys are. I'm still going to hang out with you. I'm still going to be down to hang out with you instead of 20-year-olds that are irresponsible and crazy and don't know anything about life. You guys have a lot more under your belt than I do, but I learn from that. And it's small things that I pick up on and I listen to you guys and 
it really teaches me how to handle my life in becoming an adult and it's really kind of molding it but you know you've taught us as well yep yeah i hope i have (laughs) (laughs) and what did you feel like in yourself caused you to be ready for here and maybe not for the other programs that you had gone through i was actually kind of young between the ages of 15 and 18 i'm 21 now when i walked in here i was at a point where I thought that maybe I'm done with these programs. Maybe I'm done with that blind world. And I kind of shut myself away from it. And it's because of the experiences that I had at the other programs that kind of made me feel that way. And I had been able to get myself back into it and realize that as I got older, these are helpful things that it's gonna help me grow in life and be completely prepared for it. You were ready for it this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was. That's the best part. Well, I think an important thing, from a, at least from a staff perspective, is that even though you're, for lack of a better term, have growing up to do, mm-hmm. if you're going to put forth the effort and you'll stick with it, we won't give up on you to where you feel like you're not supported. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> been that way. And everybody here has been so supportive of the pace that I've been wanting to keep <laughs> and me walking at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I feel strong about the relationships that I've grown here, and it's definitely something to really carry with you even after I leave here, to still have them around, still have them in my life, and to know that, yeah, you guys are a phone call away, and so am I if you ever need help. To know that these are not relationships that it's only for right now, and then when I leave, it's I'm never going to speak to any of you guys again. That's not, (laughs) you know, that's not how it happened. And I realized that there's a difference between that and where I was with these other programs because I didn't keep in contact with those people. I didn't want to even think about those memories that I had there because it wasn't a place in my life that I was prepared for. Well, Angel, it's been fun with me to yeah. watch you grow. Yeah. You know, from back in the day to now. Yeah, we started the program together same yep, day. Same day. It's been awesome. I've seen you go from, okay, I'm just here to get this done to actually helping people, helping me, helping Mm -hmm. other students. Mm -hmm. The connection that's been built in the kitchen, in the classrooms, Mm -hmm. with the instructors, with each other, is pretty amazing because we do come from such diverse backgrounds and we're all different, but we're all actually the same. And I think that's the best part. We don't look at what is it we can get or what she wants. James and I have talked about it several times early on. We're here as your wingman. We're your backup. We got your back. And we know you have our back, yeah. and that's what we love about you. Yeah. Absolutely. Every and day, all the time. I've always had conversations with you guys about how close I am with my family, how close I am with my uncle. Now it's you guys had the opportunity to teach me things that my family can't teach me about life. Right. That's from an outsider's perspective. And getting that from grown men is completely different from getting it from a grown man that, Related. Is, that is in my family. Right. You know, They want to protect you. We want to uplift you. Yes, and and that's not bashing on my family no, in no, any no, way. No, 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 we aren't. No, <laughs> no. And, and that's the difference. You know, yeah. we, we love you for you, not because you're family. our niece or our cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. My family is very proud of me. My parents are very proud of me. And that's a whole other thing in itself to feel that way and to feel that accomplished. And you did it. They didn't yes. do it for you or with you. That's yeah. the best part. And you proud of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Debbie, are you so sad that you 
aren't talking with us. Oh, no. Because Angel's leaving. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm sad about that. But I'm happy for her. We I'm know. very happy for her. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. You accomplished a lot. Time yeah. for you to finish growing. Or continue to grow. <laughs> to continue growing, yeah. You start school in January. Mm-hmm. You have plans in between? Probably not. It would be a very short amount of time that I would have to hold a job, so... What you going to do? Vegetate. <laughs> yeah, probably just vegetate. Okay. Like, really get ready for, for what's coming. And as soon as I as I, I walk into college, it's going to be I'm going to hit the ground running. And it's just going to be that way for quite some time. Give yourself the gift of enjoying it. And yeah. Not just focusing on jumping right into that mm-hmm. and take some time and, and really, you know, celebrate yourself for what you've accomplished. Give yeah. a respite. And we on the podcast haven't talked about this, but it's not like when you finish the program, that's it. If you need support with technology and that, there's other programs that we offer that can help you in college as well. So mm-hmm. we don't leave you out in the cold. Yeah. And I have chosen FBC to be my academic liaison. So I'll be coming back periodically to check in in meetings and stuff like that. This probably won't be the last you'll be seeing me, but I'll still be around. I'd like to have you talk about each class, each core area, and what it taught you. Uh, so for our courses, you have Braille, technology, orientation and mobility, job readiness, which has been quite a journey, ADL, OAD, you know, we have a lot of acronyms here. ONM is orientation and mobility, and that's actually a profession that I wanted to get into and uh, hopefully be getting a master's degree in that. And then one of the best courses we have is the L-U-N-C-H. Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, That is a whole other course in itself, and that is primarily and always student-run, and it's amazing. No instructors (laughs) come in. We keep the instructors out. No, we don't. our time. (laughs) But Angel, just to me, you sound like you're so excited. I'm so proud of you, and, you know, sound like you got your goals, you know, and you had dreams and all of it. And, you know, without goals, dreams is only dreams. So you got to have a goal. It sounds like you just, man, I'm just, I'm proud of you. Got to wake up and make those dreams come true. Yeah. Otherwise, yes. they're nightmares. Yeah. I like what David Gray says. Put some flesh on the bones of my dreams. No. Yeah. No. You, you sound like you're on the track. Congratulations to you and your FBC journey here. Thank you. And thank you guys for being a part of that and being there with me on my frustrated days. Yeah, and we were being... back in the day. We were right there with <laughs> yes, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have definitely taught me so much. And as far as these courses go, I definitely have struggled in a few of them. Braille, I definitely did struggle with. I decided to do the entire code of Braille. And there was a part of me that was internally screaming a little bit. Why did you do that to yourself? That's going to be very difficult. And it was very difficult at some times, but I had an excellent Braille instructor and she's definitely helped me out with my Braille and get that practice in. And that's definitely helped along the way. I definitely did experience some struggle in technology, especially when we went through the Excel portion, because with our technology that we have to use, we use adaptive screen readers and software so that we can still, you know, use our computers and. The issue is that when you use something like Excel and you're using a screen reader, you're getting one element and one square at a time. Yeah. That's the big issue with that. And we'll have to expand on that sometime later. What kinds of projects did you work on in your activities of daily living class? 
That was working in the kitchen. Our instructor would make sure we knew how to iron, wash dishes, wash clothes, sewing. Of course, you know, still providing tools and things like that that we can use in the kitchen. Did you choose any of the tools that you wanted? Yeah. What kind of things did you get? I got a knife guard, a couple cutting boards. What made these cutting boards different? One of the cutting boards has a white side, and then when you flip it over, it's a black surface, so it's an interchangeable cutting board. That's supposed to help with your contrast, and mm -hmm. that definitely does help. Works great with white onions. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your favorite part of the cooking experience? What did you like the most regarding cooking? Thanksgiving, we did a stone soup here, and that was kind of a group activity. We were actually able to kind of work under James. He's a professional chef, so they made him kind of like the head honcho. He was there to really guide us through it, but that gave me an opportunity to work on my cutting skills. <laughs> uh, and not to say that I have bad cutting skills, it's just refining them and it was nice to be able to be back in the kitchen and to have that much commotion to be able to practice my communication skills and working with people and enjoying it. I wasn't at this fast pace going crazy 90 miles an hour cutting things. It was I'm taking my time we're all having a great time. That was really an opportunity for me to just kind of slow down mellow out and enjoy the people I was around and really enjoy the cooking. And we had other people in that group as well creating this giant pot of soup for everybody in the staff to enjoy. But it was a really good experience. I'd have to say that was one of the best ones I've had so far. So what about your solo cooking? How did that all work out for you? It was kind of hit and miss sometimes, but it was fun. <laughs> There'd be times where something would burn or something didn't come out the way I wanted it to. I made a Dutch apple pie. It hadn't come out the way that I wanted it to, and I was really frustrated with it. But there were no leftovers. But there were no leftovers at all. That was the best part about it. You guys were so accepting of it, even though from my perspective, that was not my best work. You know, I was hard on myself about it, but you guys came up and you it had your plates good. out. And yep. you, you know, you did say that it was good. And that did definitely make me feel proud of what I cooked and has definitely taught me, especially that it doesn't matter how it looks. It's right. just, I like the food. Yeah. They, they appreciate we, the food. We taste it with our mouth, not with our eyes. Yes. And I've been doing this for over 36 years, cooking. Mm -hmm. And I still don't get every taste perfect. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah. you find, like you said, as long as it tastes, and your apple pie, like you said, there was no leftovers. And so as Angel transitions out into the next phase, which is college, which we've discussed a little bit, I'd like to bring in Tony. How long have you been here, Tony? I've been here about six, seven weeks. What have you noticed and learned so far during your time in the program? Well, it's an exciting time for me. I got to know my classmates and got to know Angel very well. Really enjoyed Angel's energy along with Terry and James and Debbie. It's a nice camaraderie of different ideas and we're all trying to improve ourselves to struggle through our low vision conquests. So I find it really, really exciting. Do you feel different from when you first came here as compared to now? Oh yeah, I first day I was very, uh, very frightened, just like everybody. Me. That's right. <laughs> don't I, talk to me. 
<laughs> it, it was new, you know. Uh, but as I got here, it is a place where you can be yourself and not worry. It is a good environment of learning, education, and the staff is tremendous. I think the staff has a lot of empathy, and um, they've been there. They've been where we are, and I think that it's a good thing to be enrolled in a class like this. I come a long way, too. We do offer some support groups for incoming and current clients and students of FBC. I was able to sit in on and to be there and, and watch you with your wife, Tony. That was amazing, and seeing from her perspective how much you've grown and how you're doing and how much this place has helped you, it's it's been a tremendous amount of growth on your part so congratulations for that thank you thank you yeah and in addition to that the support group uh i've never seen my wife cry uh about my situation so there was a lot to learn through that support group and um just a tremendous amount of of support period along with my classmates and uh thank you angel and see tony you gonna look at it like this you're going to be an angel seat one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Angel, in the wind-up here, why don't you just touch on maybe your happiest or funniest and your saddest moment? Uh, so far, I'd have to say my best moments or my funniest moments would definitely have to be at lunch. That is like our kind of um, safe place where we decompress and really let our arms stretch and it's our sandbox yeah it's our sandbox you know we have a good time in there and every day it's always something different i definitely did have my struggles there were days that i needed to take some me time i needed to take a break because things were getting a little bit overwhelming and that was really healing for me, but I was able to bounce back and definitely a better mindset. And you guys have definitely been a very big help with that along the way. There was one day I was extremely stressed out and I was having a really rough day and things were not going the way I wanted it to. I walk into my tech class and I'm with my instructor, poor West, cause he had to deal with me with this. And he knew I was upset and things throughout my day weren't really going right and going through Excel. He knows that I hated Excel and having to deal with that and just the day was really hard to handle. I ended up texting our director and telling her I'm not coming into school the next day. I needed a day off. And I think that one of my best moments that I can relate to that situation was the day that I took off because I'd gone to do some housework with my uncle and I really needed to problem solve in this situation that I was in that kind of opened the door and allowed me to all right this is how I need to handle my things at school I need to be able to breathe take my time and just go back with my head on straight. So the next day I walk into the kitchen and they're just, it's the best thing in the world knowing that I can walk in there and there's already people in there. And you guys are already having a full-fledged conversation. James is laughing like he always is every morning and him and Terry are going back and forth. And it was a really good feeling to be able to sit in my spot in the kitchen and to be back at it and to feel refreshed and know how to handle those problems. If that day had happened last week, do you think you would have taken that day off? No, I would have continued to be stressed. um, (laughs) And it definitely would have affected me negatively if I would have not taken that day off. Thank you for listening to See It Our Way, a 
podcast to help with awareness regarding blindness and low vision. Please click like and subscribe to follow our journey and connect with us through our website, www.seeitourway.org slash FBC podcast and through all of our social media channels.